Could you tell the Christmas story in two sentences? John does. There are no angels, no shepherds, no wise men, no cattle lowing, no manger. He cuts right to the chase. Chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then he follows that up over in verse 14. And the Word, that was with God and was God, became flesh and dwelt among us. That's it. John, whom we call the baptizer, is really more a witness than anything. He knew the Lord was coming even before they were both born. He leapt in his mother's womb at the mere sound of Mary's voice. So why does John skip over all the sentimentality of Christmas with which we are so familiar? Perhaps it's to get at a more important part of the message. Verses 10 through 13. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. Did you get that? Jesus came so that we might become children of God. Children of God. Not people who are defined by our circumstances or our limitations or our hurts, but those who know ourselves to be God's own beloved children. It's a hard concept to grasp. Sometimes we let ourselves be defined or dominated by certain elements of our life, our upbringing, current marital status, sexuality, past triumphs and tragedies, good experiences, bad experiences. Not that these things aren't important or impactful, because they are. We are all products in one way or another of our life experiences. But these elements only describe us. They don't define us if we don't let them. What does define us is what John said, that God has called us to be God's own children. We all hold infinite worth in God's eyes. We all are worthy of love and respect because we are made in God's image. Nothing we ever do makes us deserving of God's grace. But God's plan is to use us to care for and, if need be, to change this world, which lately seems pretty full of darkness and distrust and death. Seeing oneself as a child of God, much less an instrument of His work in the world, is tough. It's hard not to doubt it. Me? A child of God? I've got so many faults and failings, God would never want me. Maybe I lost my job. My marriage failed. I disappointed my parents or my children. Maybe I'm poor. I'm biracial. I'm addicted. I'm gay. I'm transgender. I certainly don't deserve God's love. And I sure don't think he can use me to help change this world. 
all these things, these failings of ours, may be descriptively true. But John tells us that what is definitively true about each and every one of us is that Jesus gives us the power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. I was reading Richard Rohr's daily meditation from week before last. He writes, God loves the eternal Christ, the anointed one, the Christ child in you. And God cannot not love you. That part of you which has always loved God and lets God love you is your soul or your true self. Once you can recognize and honor the divine image in yourself, then you can honor the inherent dignity of everyone else too, knowing it is a free gift given to all. None of us can earn it. That's good news, and nothing, no human failing, can change it. We are all slaves to our own human limitations, weakness, doubt, fear. And sometimes it feels like we are slaves to the world and all its troubles. But if we believe that Jesus, the human being, came to this earth, lived as we live, died as we will die, and yet rose again to transform us to a new life, if we believe in Emmanuel, God with us, then we can slough off the yoke of slavery to those fears and limitations and live now as God intends for us to live. Live for one another in love, in the image of the God who made us. Wouldn't that change the world? So tonight, when you get ready for bed, look at yourself in the mirror and see yourself as God sees you, beloved and worthy of respect. When you get up tomorrow morning, look at yourself in the mirror and see yourself as God sees you, beloved and worthy of respect. When you go out into the world to work, to school, to anywhere, look at the people you encounter and see them as God sees them, beloved and worthy of respect. Be a witness, like John, to the life and love that God intends for us to have, a life made manifest in Jesus Christ.